This podcast acknowledges the traditional owners and custodians of the land on which we record, the Rwandri Woiwurrung people. We also acknowledge the neighbouring Kulin Nation groups, the Bunwurrung and Bunurong people, and pay our respects to their elders past and present. We also extend that respect to any other Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander communities who may be listening today. Hello everyone and welcome back to another fabulous episode of Glitter and Gold, the original Steps podcast. We are the first podcast dedicated to discussing and dissecting the legacy of Steps, the UK's biggest mixed gender pop group of all time. I am your host Shane and I am joined by my fabulous two co-hosts, Scott, he's here and now, and we have Brad, he's also waiting to see what the future will hold for him. Hello, boys. Welcome back to part two of our birthday episode. How are you both? Happy birthday again for the second time. <laughs> episode one was so big, just like just like me, that um, no, <laughs> no, no, <laughs> that wasn't what I was going to say. I was going to say it's just like the first time, just like the first time, exactly. That's a much better yes. <laughs> no, episode one was so large that we had to come back and do part two. So this is what we're doing. It's our birthday month. We're, you know, we're not just celebrating it on one day. We want the whole month. So, Brad, you've been on a little bit of a cruise. Tell us more about that. Yes, I've been on a little <laughs> bit of a gay cruise, in fact. You know, they played a lot of brilliant music. It was great to see Fraser. Great to meet another fan in person. And hopefully we get more opportunities to see more of our listeners in person across the year to come. Yeah, Fraser um, mentioned that he like he sent me a little photo of you sitting in the pool and I was like, go and say hello. And he's like, oh, I already have. So it was really good to see, like, for you to catch up with him. I'm, I was very pleased with that. Um, he's so lovely. I love him. So Fraser, we're going to need that photo for our Patreon launching in a couple of weeks. <laughs> just, just kidding. Let's jump into it. Let's talk about what the band have been up to recently. So even though it's only been a couple of weeks since our last recording sesh, we've had a couple of cool announcements. Now, Lee has been a busy beaver. He has been announced to play the Prince slash Beast in an upcoming tour of Beauty the Beast, the Easter pantomime. He's going to be playing at a number of uh, venues, such as the Alhambra in... Scott, help me here. <laughs> Dunfermline in Scotland. Thank you very much. Did you guys know Scott Scott was Scottish? Yeah, I'm Scott, Scott from Scotland. That's why my name's Scott. Scott from Scotland. From the same town as Calvin Harris, just an FYI, just a little fun fact for you. Okay, that's our next uh, tangent, Calvin Harris. Um, And he's also going to be playing in Norfolk and a bunch of other venues. If you want to get more details, look them up because there are quite a number of shows. Moving on to our other resident hunk, H. It's been reported that he is set to appear on the next season of Celebrity MasterChef UK. Now, we don't know for sure if that's true, but the same rumours went out about Faye doing Strictly Come Dancing, about H doing uh, Dancing on Ice. So normally these names leak a little bit in advance to get some hype. So I've got a conspiracy theory here that this is because Claire voted H out on The Weakest Link. So he is just systematically going after everything that she does. (laughs) He's going after her brand. He's going after her brand, cooking shows, um... Game shows, just he's going to release a disco album next, I'm sure. I'd be here for that, actually. It's going to be called Believe. Yeah, Believe. <laughs> I think it should just be called Experience. <laughs> it should be, yes. <laughs> oh. Now, onto Faye. She recently appeared on Instagram Live with Jane MHDG about her experiences with perimenopause. And she also worked the red carpet at the 2024 What's On Stage Awards where she looked ravishing and blue. She looked beautiful on the red carpet. She looked absolutely stunning. Now, we've had, we haven't heard much from Claire and Lisa, but Weave Watch is still very much in effect (laughs) and the weave is still intact. Lisa, we love you. We love that look for you. And don't forget, Claire's next gig is Back to the 2000s at Butlin's Minehead on the 23rd of February. Back to you, Scott. 
in the newsroom. <laughs> before before we jump over to Scott, there is actually a tiny mini update that I just want to say to Lisa and Johnny. They just celebrated their 25th anniversary um, yesterday at uh, Valentine's Day. So I just wanted to wish them a happy anniversary, lovers. Valentine's Day, that's so, that's so, so Lisa, Lisa Scott, Scott Lee. Lee. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and she also loves a boat. Johnny proposed to her on a boat. Probably a different boat to the one you were on, hun. But anyway, let's move on. (laughs) Probably a very different boat. Um, Talking of steps, I mean, first of all, oh my God, Shane, we haven't even said anything. We are going to the Steps Musical. We are. That's true. We got tickets. Um, We've got tickets for the 9th, the opening night, and we've got tickets for the gala night. So Very exciting. Look out, glitter and gold's going on tour. You guys will have to do a special episode when you're there. Ah, uh, we will. We'll do. We'll do a live cross. We'll do some sound bites. We'll. Um. We'll. We'll do a special episode while you're there. I can for sure. It's going to be amazing. I know that there's so many of the sort of the fandom going on those two particular nights because they're two quite big uh, nights for the musical. Obviously, opening night and then the gala night. So there's going to be. It's going to be just be awesome just mm. to be in a room full of all the like really diehard Steps fans and just to meet people that we've spoken to online over the years and to see them in person. And it's just going to be a lot of fun. So I'm super, super excited that we've got tickets for both those nights. So tickets have already gone on sale. They went on sale on the 9th of Feb and they've already sold over 10,000 tickets. It was the biggest pre-sale that the Alexander Theatre has ever seen, which is incredible. Opening night is already sold out, and I believe that for the gala night, there is limited tickets left. Shane and I will see you there. Now, when they did the launch on the 9th, for the first, if you lined up from the morning, the first 10 or 20 people in the queue to buy tickets at the Alexander Theatre got the chance to meet Steps, and Steps would process their tickets for them. And we had one of our lovely listeners, Frankie, or you might know him as Just Frankstar on Instagram. He was actually first in line at the launch with another friend of the pod, Megan. And we thought, rather than us try and recap it because we weren't there, Frankie was there, so we have got him to send us a little voice note for him to recap the event. So let's cut to Frankie now for the full recap on the morning. Hi guys, here's a little rundown of my day in Birmingham for the Here and Now launch. Travelling up from London, headed up the night before, met up with another fan and had dinner. And we decided that we was gonna get to the door at 3 a.m. We figured with only 10 spaces available to have our pitch taken with steps, we needed to make sure we was there and that it wasn't a wasted journey. So we arrive at 3. A couple of hours later at five o'clock, the next group came. And shortly after that, the queue then started filling up. As the hours went on, which started out as a nine hour wait, the Alexandra slowly started to come to life. People were arriving with balloons and goodie bags. Lights came on. We saw the screen above the theater change. I started displaying the steps here and now logo. Everyone gasped in the queue, got their phones out, started grabbing the photos. We still had a couple of hours more wait from when all that began to when we actually got inside, which happened just after 12 o'clock. They'd set up a great balloon backdrop for the fans to have photos with steps in front of. It just looked so amazing in some of the photos. There was also a premiere style backdrop that you could take some selfies with. But once you grab your photos with steps, you were able to head over to the ticket box office where steps were going to come and sell the tickets to you. Unfortunately, being one of the first in the queue, time I got over there, They were still having photos taken, but it was great to just watch them with the fans. They were very chatty. It was actually one of the best meet and greets that I've ever been to. And I've been to many um, over the years, but they just looked so happy, so excited, just so pleased to see everyone. Um, After the ticket selling, we were able to just wander around, grab some photos with the backdrops. There was a setup of Here and Now cupcakes that we can enjoy, and we was all given our goodie bags. The goodie bags had a Here and Now poster in there, um, a here and now biscuit. There was also um, a nice little gift from a, a company called Rituals, which we was all allowed to take one of. And then once Steps had finished with selling the tickets, they had some chats with some of the fans before they were whisked away to do press. Once that was done, we was allowed to just stay in the foyer for a bit, take some photos by ourselves with, with all of the backdrops that was there. All of the marketing team was available. They'd introduced themselves to people and they were lovely. Everyone was just so pleased that there was a turnout for Steps. Despite the weather, despite the early start, despite the rain, despite the cold, 
it was a great day and everyone left there with a huge smile on their face. If this is a taste of things to come for the musical, roll on November. Thank you so much for sending that in, Frankie. It was so good to get a recap. And I cannot believe that they were in line from like three o'clock in the morning and the weather was not ideal that day either. Insane. That is dedication. I would have done the same thing though. <laughs> 100%. I would have been there. I would have been like exactly. either with them first, third, second or fourth in line, whatever. I would have done it. You know, they had nine hours in line to listen to, to catch up on the podcast. Literally. Season one. And did exactly. they? Mm. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'll message Frankie and ask him. So the groove during the launch week, they were very active on the promo trail. They literally, I mean, again, we just say Steps told us that they were going and hired us and they were going quiet, but it was, <laughs> it's been far from it. Far from it. Lies. Uh, they were on BBC Radio 2 with Scott Mills, where Faye and H, they actually also mentioned that they had been approached to star in the SpongeBob SquarePants musical at one stage, which I found very, very fascinating. They were on BBC Breakfast and they all looked absolutely fabulous in blue, a deeper shade of blue, if you will. <laughs> uh, as I mentioned before, H did say that it was the biggest pre-sale that the Alexander Theatre has ever had. And there will be a nod to the routines, but it's being choreographed by Olivier Award-winning choreographer Matt Cole. So expect it to be a bit more elevated than you would get at a normal Steps concert. And he did say that there is going to be a Steps mega mix at the end, which is quite common for jukebox musicals there was an instagram live at the alexander theater where they talked about the musical and all and all matching beautiful in pink and they discussed having attended a reading of the script the day before and i think a few tears were shed as well um which you know not surprising i mean it must be such a incredible moment for all of them to be sitting in that room and listening to a script you know they've been working on this for so many years and the idea has been there for so long that I'm sure to be sitting there and actually hearing, you know, the script for the first time, the ideas, like it would have been such a moment for them. And then there was also an article uh, with The Sun last week where they talked about that the musical may include new songs. However, I, when I was reading that article, I kind of took it as it's going to include the newer Steps tracks. I don't know hard if to forget. they were making, yeah, Hard to Forget will be in there. Yeah, just for you, Brad. <laughs> So who knows? They, they, you know, maybe there will be another single, a single before the musical. Who knows? Um, we'll just have to wait and see. They also talked about that they hope to turn the musical into a movie. I mean, wouldn't that be incredible? And they have their eyes set on Glastonbury in 2027 for their 30th anniversary, which would be amazing. And then they also mentioned that that is when we will next get any sort of new music or a new album from Steps will be uh, towards 2027 for the 30th. And then as well as that, the director, Rachel Kavanagh, and the writer, Sean Kitchener, for the musical have also been chatting about the show. And they did a YouTube interview with Curtain Call Conversations, which you can um, catch up with on YouTube. We'll put the link in the description. But Sean has been attached to the project for the last couple of years, and he's been working actively on it for the last nine months, and not forgetting as well that he was the one who did the 5678 the musical, the unofficial musical back in, I think it was 2017 for uh, Fringe. So, you know, it's obviously something that he's very, very passionate about. He's such a big Steps fan and that really comes across. So we're so excited that he's the one that's working on this. And then Rachel mentioned as well that her favourite songs are Scared of the Dark, Story of a Heart and Heartbeat. So we can more than likely say that those tracks will make an appearance in the musical. And then Sean also said more about the story that the lead character is a 50-year-old named Kaz and is about her friendships with the uh, people that she works with in the supermarket. And what's the name of that supermarket? Better Best Bargains. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like a play on Clint's Crazy Bargains. Remember that from the 90s? It does, yes. Yes, I do, I do. So, yeah, I think that's all this this Steps news at the moment as it's just been very musical heavy for the last couple of weeks, which is amazing. It was so good to see the group back together um, for a few days. It's just always so lovely when you just see them all together. So that's been nice. Um, I think Lisa's um, gone back to Dubai is about to. So I think that's sort of the first blitz of the promo trail for now, but I'm sure there'll be sort of other little blasts of promo throughout the year leading up to the musical. And then 
the other thing that we we can't forget that I keep forgetting about, we are at time of recording a week and a half away from the vinyls. Oh my god, oh my god, we are too. Oh my god, I want them in my hands so much right now. I know, oh. I know. So it is. When do they come out? Is it next Friday? Do you know what I did? I haven't told you both actually. Do you know what I did? So you know how like when they were announced just before Christmas, we all jumped on. Well, Brad, you didn't. I don't think you did, but Scott and I basically basically just spent four hundred dollars blind. Um, yeah, I because I like to have some to keep and I like to have some to play. Rah, rah, rah. I also did just get three extra on Amazon. The steps well, thank you. Just to sit in the cupboard, literally. <laughs> and this is on top of just buying two sets of tickets to Birmingham. Yep, flights to Birmingham. Yep, which is yep. a long way from Melbourne, Australia, where we record. Yep. So. I don't know what that says about a quiet year in Steps World, but I think that's, you know, broken the bank. And it's an expensive year in Steps World. That's what mm. it is for the fans. Man. But we are lapping it all up. I was looking forward to 2024 being maybe the year I don't go overseas. Um, but no, it will be the fourth year in a row that I go overseas, twice this year. Um, so, yeah. Uh, if they don't do anything for, tw- for 2025... Um, I'm okay with that because my wallet could do with the rest. <laughs> Steps, I love you, but I'm not made of money like yet. No, Shane, you've got the power though. I don't. I just want to quickly touch mean? on in the last episode, you went on a tangent about Sophie Ellis oh, Bexter. That's right. Yeah, and she has announced two sets of Australian gigs <laughs> in the next like eight months. Manifestation, Shane, you've got to manifest some steps in 2025 in Australia. Come on. Okay. Well, you make an excellent. Case, this is great because then I don't need to spend money to go and see them. They can come and see me. So um, I think that's a fantastic idea and I will continue my manifestation powers um, because they're clearly working uh, when it comes to sugar babes, when it comes to steps, uh, vinyls, when it comes to Sophia Lispector performing in Australia. Tick, tick, tick. So there you go. So that is it for the Steps News. But yeah, the vinyls are out. I mean, this episode's going out the week that they're out. So the, the, this Friday, they're out. The vinyls, will have them in our hot little hands. Well, thank you for that news, Scott. So basically, we got so many, as I mentioned at the start of this episode, we got so many lovely messages and voicemails for our first birthday that we, ha- we couldn't fit them all into one episode. So we had to split it into two. So this is part two of our first birthday celebration thanks for joining us and thanks for uh, staying on this journey and thanks for all your wonderful lovely messages continuing on with that we've got our first message from our friends of the podcast gavin scott from chart beats who was on our the buzz down under episode hello scott brad and shane happy birthday well done on one year of glitter and gold my question for you is whether brad will ever forgive me for that three star review of lately okay i know he's not going to do that so my real question is what is your ultimate tour opener by steps the song that you think is the best to open a steps concert First of all, Gavin, how dare you? Why don't you bring up that Gold Wasn't Album of the Month again? You know, just, <laughs> nah, I love you, Gavin. I want to be Gavin growing up. Anyway. I know you told him. We, he knows. <laughs> <laughs> My ultimate tour opener for Steps was Scared of the Dark. I love the mask and the not knowing which one was who, and I just love all of it. Let's just throw a spanner in the works for the sake of it, but also it could be kind of iconic if they opened with tragedy. The Christmas tour in 2000, they they opened with tragedy. But you know, remember how it threw a spanner in the works when they sung tragedy, like not even three quarters of the way through at Brighton Pride? I think back to the opening song they had for the Next Step tour, which was the uh, Love's Got a Hold of My Heart. WIP mix. Is that what it was? I think it was that one. Yep. Um, Which was also iconic, but I'm just trying to think of another one, Scott, while I think you can say yours. If we're just talking theoretically of thing, like even if it hasn't happened, the one, the song that I actually would love them to open with that they never have from my memory is Stomp. Oh yeah, that'd be a great one. Get the party started, baby, with Stomp. Or even, I'd also love to see them close with Stomp. Yep. Yep. Which they did for Bride and Pride. They did, yes. Yes, they did. So, but I would love to see Stomp as the opener track for a Steps tour. I think that would just be like, you know, here we go. The party has started. Steps 30, 2027, maybe. Can you also imagine Lasting My Mind opening a tour? And just you hear that... 
just imagine, right? You hear that, you know, when it starts, yep. and then the curtain just drops yep. as that starts. Isn't that what they did for Britney? Well, it would have been just like Step Tro leading into Last Thing on My Mind or something like that, like kind of like what the album was. But a Steps, sorry, a Steve Anderson 30 version of that yes. opening a concert yes. would be yes. amazing. Yes, which he said he's never really touched that much when we chatted to him, but I'd love to see him completely rework that track. Thank you so much for that, Gavin Scott from Chartbeats. Our next voice note is from a friend of the pod called Neil. G'day, my gorgeous Aussie boys. Well, that was a dreadful attempt at an Australian accent. However, what is not so dreadful is your superbly glittery and deliciously golden podcast that is celebrating its first year of existence. I just wanted to send you a quick message congratulating you all for the success with launching what can only be described as a hugely entertaining, fabulously camp and the best steps podcast to ever grace existence. Uh, So my question to you all is now that the steps journey in Australia has been discussed for now, where are you wanting to take the podcast next? Thank you again for all your hard work. Happy bloody birthday, boys. Yeah, that's just really embarrassing. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that was so funny. Oh, Neil, thank you so much for that. We love you. You know we love you. You are a absolute A-plus friend of the pod. And thank you so much for sending your well wishes to us. I'm going to answer your question. Where do we see the podcast going? Well, we've touched on a little bit of things in this episode, or part one of this episode. And that is, we want to talk about H and Claire. We're going to talk about Steptacular this year because it is the 25th anniversary of Steptacular this year. We will definitely be talking about here and now the musical. That will definitely be a running theme throughout the entire year, plus anything else that Steps ever do. Outside of that, we're thinking of having potentially a fan corner where we get some fans on to talk about their journey of Steps and what they mean to them and and create a discussion and discussing and dissecting the legacy of Steps, not just from our point of view, but from other fans around the world. And we hope to be able to get Steve on again to talk to him about tours. But that's kind of where we think we want to take the pod this year. We kind of entered late last year our interview era and I would love to do more of those. I want to do, I want to interview their songwriters, their collaborators on the musical, p- people from the record label or management from back in the day, both here in the UK. My mind is that we kind of go down the back route and we interview the, like, the fans and the producers and all the kind of people behind the scenes. Eventually, one day, maybe this year, maybe in the future, leading up to us interviewing the band themselves. Again, thank you, Neil. We love you. And your Australian accent was 10 out of 10. The next question comes from Trey who messaged us on Instagram and they just simply asked us, what made you start the podcast? Scott and I got to know each other a little bit sort of maybe in 2020. Brad, you followed Steps Australia on Facebook and Scott Scott and I got to know each other just through Instagram because he posted his Steps collection. I was like, oh my God. And then we worked out that he lived in Melbourne and rah, rah, rah. History, you know, is made in the night. And <laughs> and um, throughout Scott and I getting to know each other, as you've all discovered on this podcast, we sometimes think the same a bit. Like we have a very, we, we, we vibe similar. Many a time that Scott and I had caught up, whether it be a walk in the park during lockdown or whether it had been, you know, brunch afterwards, we had said, uh, we should do a podcast, blah, blah, blah. But it just never eventuated. And then one day we got a lovely message from a fan called Brad Schmerling who randomly messaged us one week after we last said it to each other and said, uh, hey boys, I'm thinking of doing a podcast and you messaged me, Brad, and you said, oh, I've asked Steps Collection, Scott. And I was like, oh yeah, I know Scott, rah, rah, rah. And then funnily enough, I said this a week ago, so cut to us in September 11, it was, September 11, 2022, we caught up for breakfast at a cafe uh, and it was like verbal steps diary I vomit. Like it was just verbal. We were just like spilling all the steps news and we were so excited with each other um, that we were like, okay, this is happening. So then we subsequently over the next you know few months recorded the podcast and it just came from there. That's how we started the podcast because we wanted to tell 
the story of Steps in Australia. That was the initial seed and it sprouted into this. I mean, who in 2020 didn't want to start a podcast, let's be honest. I think we've talked about this before. Someone had said they were going to do a Steps podcast in, I think it was early 2022. And I was looking forward to that. It never really happened. And so... Turned into an atomic kitten page and then it disappeared. So Scott and I caught up like two weeks earlier in August and we're like, whatever happened to that? Steps podcast page. We should do one. Blah, blah, blah. We were, I can tell you exactly what we're doing. We were in the car. We had breakfast and then we went, you needed to go to Doncaster shopping center. Shout out Doncaster. And we went to Doncaster and we, I was in your car and you were like, we should do a, we should bloody do one. I said, oh yeah, I don't know. Yeah, blah, blah. And then like a week later, Brad messaged us. What made us do the podcast is that initial discussion with Scott and I, you were obviously already vibing our thoughts telepathically, Brad. And then our first meeting on September 11 at the cafe, and we were all just like, and I had to rush off and go to work. So we didn't finish our conversation there, but that was probably a good thing because then that gave us like inspiration and thoughts. And we set up a WhatsApp chat and we went from there and then we recorded Cup Day in Melbourne, our very yes, first episode. Yes. It was at Scott's house. We recorded um, our very first episode. Yes. So there you go. Hope that answered the question. And we, I mean, we do this as well because we love it. And because it's a, for the three of us, we're three people who grew up loving steps, but never really having anyone to talk about it with the fact that as adults, it's still something that we love and it is part of our lives that the three of us can can talk about it because other people in our lives, you know, they may not understand in the way that the three of us do. So that's also a big part of why we do it. Actually, I would say that's probably one of the biggest parts of it. Yeah. 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 Because some of my friends, I talk about it, they're just like switched off. Anyway, thank you, Trey, for your message. And we have another message that was also sent in from Instagram from Sean. And she says, question for the podcast's first birthday. What's your process when starting an episode, planning what you were going to discuss, etc., And how long does it take to record? Why did you decide to start the podcast? Love, love, love the podcast, by the way. Big kiss. So thank you, Sean. Well, I think we answered part of that question, but maybe Brad, you, you want to talk about the the planning and the processing, because that's very much your forte. What happens generally is that we kind of discuss on WhatsApp what topic we want to do in the next episode. And then I'll start up a Google Doc space where I'll start putting in the steps news and depending on, look, to be honest, it depends on the topic. Like for step 125, Scott, you did a lot of the research for that one. Like it's whoever's kind of the most passionate is leads that episode just because it kind of comes naturally to them. Like, I did a lot of the Lisa episode just because, like, a lot of stuff was just, like, in my brain that, you know, I couldn't tell my friends. So, I could finally, I finally had a place to go (laughs) to obsess about Lisa's three braids. Can I just say the amount of steps knowledge that comes out of your brain, both of you, actually. Like, I, like, back in the day, back in their first era, I was absorbing all of this like you. But over... Like I'm old, everyone, right? So I've forgotten a lot of this stuff. And you boys are helping me remember it all or find out new stuff that I didn't just know the first time. But the amount that comes out of your brain, Brad, whew, you are a step sponge and I'm here for it. So thank you very much. So to answer the rest of your question, recording doesn't take that much longer than the actual episode. Um, we don't... We do edit a fair bit, but it's not like we go for two hours and have a one-hour episode. It's normally like maybe 10, 15, 20 minutes that we cut out just of us, you know, probably talking about Delta or, you know, (laughs) one of our normal tangents. Or a tangent that we go on. Yeah. It's probably the editing that takes the longest. I don't know about you, Scott, but like... a long time. 12, 10, 12 hours to edit an episode because you got to re-listen to it. Like, so you do a cut down, then you got to re-listen to it, cut it down again and just, yeah. Yeah. You get really sick of each other's voices at the end of it. (laughs) Yeah. Like you could literally edit. Uh, There's been times where I've edited an episode from like like a full work day from like nine to five. And then you, and then you've maybe just finished it, and then I send it to you two, and then you send me back a fucking like essay of notes of like this. this, you, this, this but this. you said the same. No, to I know, we, I know, we... I know. I'm joking. Um. So yeah, that's the the thing. But I think we're getting better. Well, as we've gotten on, we learn like what each individual we know doesn't want in or that sort of thing. So, um. But yeah, what we've discovered is how to keep it conversational and just. Maybe at the start we were chopping a bit too much out, but now yeah. we just keep we keep more in to keep it more conversational. So yeah. it feels like that everyone's coming on that discussion journey with us. Is what I was going to say. Yeah. So that yeah. has 
over time, shortened the editing experience a little bit mm. as well. Yeah. Yeah. I used to literally be like, hi, I'm Brad. Like it was Yeah, we used to call it the 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 for anyone in Australia, married at first sight, we used to call it the maths edit, where it would be like <laughs> chopping like a reality show. <laughs> <laughs> now they watch they watch our version of maths over there. They know what Yeah, they is. do, they love yeah. it. Anyway, thank you, Sean. Yes, thank you, Sean, for your message. I think we have another voice note from another friend of the pod. Mr. Leo from Sound Museum. Hey guys, it's Leo from the Sound Museum podcast. I thought I was a pretty big Steps fan, but since listening to the podcast, you guys are just next level. I've learned so much from this podcast. It's crazy. I thought I would share you a little story. I was living in Auckland in New Zealand when Steps first came out with 5678, got my CD single. When it came to the release of Last Thing on My Mind, I was actually in the UK on my big OE in April 1998. And I couldn't exactly remember where I was when I got the singles, because I got CD1 and CD2. But I was in Edinburgh. I was in Scotland when Steps released the second single. I remember the moment really clearly because I was in HMV and I got my Steps singles, but I also got some singles for my friend Luke, who was a huge fan of Tori Amos. So I got Steps on one hand and Tori Amos on the other. How poles apart can you possibly get? But that began my, I guess, my fandom with Steps. And I'm so pleased that you guys have done a podcast all about this amazing group. And I'm so grateful that you guys have done the podcast. And you guys do an amazing job with all the research and what you guys find and come up with is just mind-blowing. Congratulations on your first anniversary. I began my podcast just before you in January last year. So I've got a strong connection with you guys and your podcast because of that reason. And I love how the podcast community all support each other. We all do an amazing job and I can't wait for all the new episodes you have planned for this year. I'm manifesting some things for you guys. I think this year you guys need to speak to each member of Steps. That would be amazing. Lastly, I have a question for you guys. I remember back in the day when Steps covered Kylie's Bit of the Devil You Know, and I wasn't happy. I didn't like it at all, and I always used to skip that song. I still bought the single, but I didn't really like their version for a long time. I can play it now and I do appreciate it. So my question for you, Shane, Scott and Brad, if Steps had to cover another Kylie song, what Kylie song would you guys choose? Hmm. Can't wait to hear your answers on that one. Wishing you all the best for the second year of the podcast. Much love. We love Leo, like his podcast as well, like Sound Museum. I mean, he's been around, if you're in Melbourne in particular, like, you will know his voice from Joy back in the day. Um, I think he, he he doesn't anymore, but he used to work for them. Um, he's interviewed so many people over the years. He was the one that gave us that Lisa Scott Lee interview that we um, put in an episode last year. So if you haven't checked out his podcast, go and do so. So if you listen to episode part one, you know that we all had the same opinion for Danny. We all have the same instinct. I'm wondering if we're the same. I'm going with Never Too Late. Oh, no, not on the same wavelength there. <laughs> Brad, you and I are on the same page. Never Too Late was yes! my song. Yes! <laughs> Two out of three Literally, ain't bad. Never Too Late was my Steps version, but it would have to be if they were doing it in 1999. If they were going to do it now in 2024... They could do the Torch version. That's beautiful. No, if they were to do a cover of a Kylie song that's in the 20s like 2010s maybe, I would think maybe something from... Oh, I'd love to see a Steps version of Slow. Oh, I'd love to see a Steps version of Slow. Mm. Or, or... Um, I could hear Lisa on that. Yep, yep, yep. Mm. Um, 
Especially the read my yes, body language. Exactly. Yeah. I'd love to hear yes, a Steps yes. version of Slow. Otherwise, I'd also love to hear a Steps version of All the Lovers. I think that would do really well as well. When I heard this question, I was thinking about it from a now, not I didn't think about it from a 99 perspective. If we were going now, I've got two. Get out of my way. Or time bomb. Yes, because yes. Time bomb. I was. I have this conversation with a friend of mine recently. It's one of the most underrated Kylie singles of like this sort of like era. Those would be my two choices. Just I'll, I'm going to do one more because fuck it. Uh, if we're going to do steps in 2020, there's no rules here. There's no rules. Steps in 2022, and I'm surprised neither of you mentioned it. You know, the disco album was brilliant. I'd love to see them do like I love it or Supernova, like. I could see that work. Or or Last Chance. Oh, Last Chance would go off. Or The One. So I did think of The One when I was saying it before, but it's too, I don't know, it's too Kylie. I don't know if it needs to be covered by Steps. But still, it would be great. I hope that answered your question, Leo. And again, thank you for the message. Our next voice note comes from the lovely Lee, who runs Claire Richards Central. So let's take a listen. Hey, Claire and Goldpods. Wishing you a spectacular first birthday. I'm sending you a huge congratulations and a massive thank you to the fantastic trio, Scott, Shane and Brads, for not only creating a podcast, but it's a community. I love your engaging insights, the content and also your manifestations. And I truly look forward to each new episode. I literally can't wait for more laughs, insights and glittery moments in 2024. And cheers to the pods and the journey ahead. Cheers, guys. Oh, thanks, Lee. That's so lovely of you. And from one fan page to another fan audio page, which is what we are, podcast, it's great uh, to have your support and, and, and love for us. So, And we support you, so thank you so much for that. Claire Richards Central did so much when uh, Euphoria came out. Claire Richards Central is basically Claire Richards' personal PR machine. Oh, 100%. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. He does such a good job. Such, such a good job. job. And also shout out Lee because he's going to Bali soon and I've given him a list of recommendations to go to. Brad, I'm giving you, you the same. No, no, I'm giving it to you as well, Brad. Don't we? <laughs> oh. I've had like three people I'm gonna ask put... me recently. I've just made yeah. one document. I'm sharing it with everyone. Um, okay, so good. hopefully he loves my Bali recommendations that I've given to him because he's heading there next month. So thank you, Lee. Lee, you got it before I did and we do a podcast I together. Know, I'll share it with you after, Brad. Don't worry. Anyway, let's move on to our next message from who I would probably say is like Claire's num would rival Lee from Claire Richard Central as Claire's number one fan, Megan. Hi, just wanted to say happy birthday. Um, I, I really don't know. Sorry, I might walk down to someone. I really don't know what else to say, but I hope you have a wonderful time celebrating. And, okay, I'll ask a random question. What inspired the series? I don't really know what to call it. What inspired you to make these podcasts? There we go. Thank you, Megan. Thank you so much for your message and your support. You, we know you're a big fan of um, Claire and Steps and, and us, so thank you. Um, what inspired us? We've kind of touched on it a couple of questions ago, but what inspired us? Steps inspired us and ourselves inspired us to do this podcast because when we all met at that cafe on that random Sunday morning, we couldn't stop bloody talking about it. And the fact that we couldn't stop doing that, we are like, well, let's talk about it on a podcast because... The podcast gives us an excuse to talk about steps a minimum of once every month. So that's what's inspired us to do it, I say. Obviously, we've touched on it before, but I think steps in particular, I wanted to do a podcast about steps because they're not a band who people think about in terms of their artistry. I don't mean artistry in terms of like their songwriting prowess, but in terms of how they put together a package. They were like unsolvable in the UK. I remember episode three of Steps Reunion when that stylist was like ragging on them for their um, outfits, and H was just like, "No, that was a number. That was a top five single. That was a top five single." And they were involved. They might have been writing the songs, but like H was designing the tour stages. Like they were all very much involved in the putting together of the uh, band, and we still we see that now still. It's funny that you say that, Brad, because I have a few of my friends who listen to this podcast, and they started listening to the podcast to support me, 
uh, in my creative endeavour, which was which is this podcast, and have subsequently provided feedback to me on. A, how great the chemistry we have, but B, how much they've learned about steps and they didn't know about it. So that's a credit to us from opening the curtain more on what people just know about steps. And most people just know five, six, seven, eight, and a couple of songs here in Australia. A lot of people definitely know their songs and stuff in the UK, but we've opened that that curtain even more and delved right into all of that sort of stuff you just mentioned then. So yeah, that's also another great point. Thank you for bringing that up. So thank you, Megan. And we have another message from Tamsin who sent one on Instagram and she actually sent two separate questions. So get ready, boys. So the first question she said was, hi, folks. Happy New Year. Hope everyone had a happy and healthy festive season. So my question for you all, what are your favorite individual vocal moments for each member of Steps? For example... I'm obviously Team Claire, so I would pick slightest touch high note. Damsel in distress to resign to my fate part of Love's Got a Hold on My Heart and my absolute favorite Claire first part of Scared of the Dark, which is just everything. Can't wait for new episodes from you all. Have missed you. So let's answer that question first and then I'll, I'll say the next one. So what would your favorite vocal moments be? Brad, I know what yours is. I've like I've actually I fully thought about this and I've got like I'll I'll be quick because it's gonna be a long episode as it is. Uh so for Lee, I love his verse in Space Between Us and his verse in What the Future Holds. I think he just like it's in his key and he just sounds really good. Lisa, I'm gonna go with a solo song. The last like third of I'll Wait for You, like from the middle eight to the final chorus, like I just think she sounds stunning there. Like, so good. H, um, I love his vocals on You'll Be Sorry. Or, I don't know if you've always, or surely you've heard it, his duet with Bright Light, Bright Light. He did a song called Move um, for, I think it was the 10th anniversary of Bright Light, Bright Light's album. It's a really good duet. Listen to it on Spotify. Moving on to Claire, All Out of Love. Or, If I Didn't Have You from My Wildest Dreams, because you really see the whole range of her vocals as it goes from low to high. I'm really impressed vocally with that song. Finally, for Faye, I just have a few believe because I just think like she sounds stunning. I didn't rank them all like that because I just have different moments. But um, Claire, for me, in Happy, there's a part where she... It's like after the bridge, I think it's towards the end, and I happen to see that live on the Tears on the Dance Floor tour, and she... Can I see it? that... No, no. Don't ruin it. <laughs> um, but she, she goes, you can leave... Anyway, she just screams it out. We can put a little sound bite in if we need to, but I love her on that. Um, and also when she goes, yeah, yeah, in Love's Got a Hold of My Heart, because there's a part where she goes, yeah, yeah, like that. It's just, And that was the first single off Steptacular, which is season two opener, right, of the, of the Steps era, OG. She really stretches her vocals out in that one. And that was one of the themes of that song, is how this song sort of makes... Steps vocal prowess stand out a bit more. So I really love that. SOS, Lisa's moment in Love's Got a Hold of My Heart, <laughs> definitely. And H in Experience sounds fantastic. Lee in What the Future Holds, you took my thing there, sounds so fucking good. And I love that moment that he has. That That's all I can think of for the moment. I'm sure there's more. Faye? Did you read yeah, Faye? I'm trying to th- I'm trying to think of what Faye's one is. There is... Oh, in Heartbeat. Faye in Heartbeat. Oh my God, her voice is so good. I would say, so for Claire, it's before the key change in Scared of the Dark when she, you know, when she says, I'll never be scared of the dark and then that key change and she really belts that. That's just for me, like, that's like, I love that for Claire. For Lisa, I love her verse in Something in Your Eyes. You know, when she's like, my destiny. And just, I think also because of the video, she's so like animated in the video with that particular, like her verse. I think that's just what levels it up for me. And I love that with Lisa. For Faye, I actually am going to also say, if you believe, like just the whole song, because I just love that song. It's underrated. Like, I'd love to see her perform that. You remember we manifested that she was going to perform a <laughs> she, she never did. I just, I love no, that. No, we manifested our dancing as well. Our actually. dancing as well. Yes, yes, yes. And then for the guys um, with H, I have to probably say You'll Be Sorry, just his verses in You'll Be Sorry. And Lee, I'm going to also agree with you, Brad, about Space Between Us. Another song that we maybe don't think about often, 
because it was hard with Lee really in the first era there wasn't that much to be honest so it you know I love in this second era we've really been able to hear him um but also just a shout out to turn around as well also I just want to add one other one for mine Lisa's verse in last thing on my mind is my favorite verse it's just the best where she points to the camera it's just like yeah it's her moment so we love that we have another question from Tamsin. She also then asked, what are your top underrated step songs? So maybe if we like choose one each. Never Say Never Again from Steptacular for me. I'm going to go with uh, Human Touch, one of my top five step songs. And I am going to go with A Hundred Years of Winter. When part two came out, that was on constant repeat for me. And I still listen to it probably weekly. I, I prefer like the edit where it's just cut down a bit, but I really, really love that song. Maybe it's because I lo- like, I love Darren Hayes and he wrote that song as well. And it's very, you can, you can tell, you can hear him singing it, but I just love that song. And I, it's a shame it, people kind of didn't really give it the love I thought it should have deserved because it's a be- it's a great track. Take Me For A Ride got that a little bit as well. I think Take Me For A Ride was a little bit ahead of its time. I probably appreciate it more, what, three years later than I did then. Took a while to kind of click with me. So thank you for your questions, Tamsin. And we have another question that was sent in on Instagram from James. And he says, congratulations, guys. What an amazing achievement. You should all be super proud. Question for you. What did you think was better this year? Euphoria or the Never or Now reissue? I'm biased to Lisa Scott Lee. Also, the recent Steps leaks, what is known about the Steps vaults and how much is in there? So with the leaks, we kind of, we weren't sure whether or not to address them. Our viewpoint as a podcast is this is a podcast for discussing and dissecting the band and those songs were never released by the band. They were never intended. Some of those songs, not all the band are even singing on them. When we interviewed Steve, like even for songs that like, uh, Agent Claire wrote um, Stop Me From Loving You the rest of the band came in and sang on the song to make it a step song and it's not we don't think it's fair to judge any of that material because it wasn't officially it was never intended to be released by the band so that's our viewpoint obviously we understand the curiosity but we also we don't really condone leaks and we, we won't be discussing that sort of stuff on here we think if it's not official just yeah not gonna not gonna talk about it but your other question which do we think is better this year euphoria or never or now now this is a divisive question because i am going to be switzerland here and sit on the fence because because they both have their moment like lisa scott lee finally has her full release moment of never or now that um she deserved to have back when she released it you know 20 years ago or whatever and so it, it needed to have happened um, and she finally got that. So I'm so happy for her and the reignited love for it, as well as the extra tracks that got released. We got fed with that re-release, right? But then I look at Claire and the success that Euphoria had. Number two, hello, like Claire's second solo album, fed the gays, fed the days, fed everybody, right? And did a smashing job of it and I think had a ball doing it and got the recognition for it. I don't think, I, I can't compare them. Like, I can't have a preference of who did what better or what I prefer better because they both had their rightful moment and deserve their rightful moment. So I'm going to be Switzerland, sit on the fence and say they both were good. And I agree. <laughs> I think they both had their moments. For it. They were also very different releases. Claire's was a massive major release, whereas Lisa's, you know, that was Lisa's was done on a completely independent label and it was about just getting that music out to the fans in physical form because the first time around never on air had such an odd release. So for Lisa, it was about that full circle moment for her to finally have the album in physical form and give it to the fans and for us to own it. And, but for Claire, it was, a you know, it was, it, they were just two completely different kind of entities and, and they were both had their moment in their own right. There were definitely highlights to both. I think for me though, I'm always going to, like James, I have a soft spot for Never or Now purely because it has burnt out and falling on it. So when I met Lisa in Sydney, um, I had a moment alone with her 
And that was my one, like, that was the one thing, like, I've always wanted to hear that song. And she's talked about it, Mighty Hoopla, in a couple of interviews. Like, that was a constant for her. So for her to then track down Chicane, who she wrote it with, and actually give it to us after 20 years, that was, like, really special. Like, I know there were a couple of other loops that had never fully been released, but Burnt Out and Falling was the one that I'd been waiting. Like, I never thought I'd get to hear it, and it was worth the wait. One more, you mentioned The Steps Vault. Claire's been pretty vocal that there isn't really much in the vault that, like, all five of them had a hand in. The main stuff is stuff that Agent Claire have talked about, like, in interviews like uh, the song Stompin', which was eventually released by Fast Food Rockers. Another song called Dance Ranch. It's all stuff between the 5, 6, 7, 8, and Last Thing On My Mind releases, when they were still figuring out themselves as a band. And to be honest, I don't want to hear them. Like, that's not... Whatever comes out from that era... It's not the steps that we know. I would say if you want to hear an artist take on leaks, go and listen to the last episode Danny Minogue was on on the This Is Disco podcast. She said it perfectly around the leaks, like the leaks in general for artists and music, that genuinely if a song is not officially released, there's a reason for it. And we should just respect that. Like, we could go on a whole rant about this, but I think it's just, you know, if it's not officially released, there's a reason. Thank you so much for that, James, for that very good question that got us talking. We have a voice note coming up next. So the next one we have is from Axel. Hello, guys. I wish you a happy new year. Just want to thank you for the wonderful episodes that you give us every month. It's really a pleasure to listen to all the the stories and anecdotes that you have to share about steps, obviously. And uh, keep going. Uh, I will keep listening. And maybe, who knows, um, let's have a drink when I'm in Melbourne. Bye. Now, Axel, you were meant to reach out to us when you were in town, but I didn't hear from you. I don't know, uh, Scott, did you hear from him in the end? No, but he did message us. So, yeah, he, Axel was coming. We just had the Australian Open in here in Melbourne, and I know he was coming here for the um, the Pride section of AO towards the end. But, yeah, we never heard from him. So, Axel, if you're out there, um, it's a shame we didn't get to see you, but hopefully you come to Melbourne again soon and we can we can catch up. There's a note here that he was in town to play at the Australian Open. Is he a tennis player? Yes, I think he was playing for the Pride and as right, part of the Pride right, matches. Right, right. So okay, that makes we hope sense. that they went well. Hmm. Thanks, Axel. Thank you for your message. Now we're going to go back to the UK and we have a voice note from Will. Happy birthday, Glitter Steps Pod. What a fantastic podcast. It's Will here from the UK. Absolutely loved every single episode you guys have done and I cannot wait for more. For me, the highlight of the season, uh, which there are many, is three words when I was driving and I nearly crashed the car with excitement because I knew what they were going to be, which was pasta a la Clara. Big hugs from me. Keep up the great work. I'm desperate to have a pasta a la Clara night. We need to manifest that. Do you know what we need to do? We need to... Or like we, one time we need to record the episode together, maybe come back to mine again, and then we'll cook pasta a la Clara. Table manners style like Jesse yes. Ware. Yes, 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 yes. We need to do it like that. Yeah. Yes, okay. we need to figure out how to record in the same room with microphones I know how to do first. This. But when we figure that we'll out, out, we could do a table manners style. Yes, table manners style podcast where we sit and record and we eat pasta a la Clara. Perfect. Uh, that would Perfect go idea. Off. Amazing. Love that. Thank, Thank you, you so much for that, Will. Um, we're going to go off to Canada now. So we've covered, you know, a bit of North America with the USA before and we've gone to other parts of the world, but we haven't actually gone to Canada. So let's pop over to Rex, Rexy Spice over in Canada. Hi boys, it's Rexy Spice, your favourite Canadian spice defector turned steps diehard stan. Uh, congratulations on a steptastic year of glitter and gold. So grateful to you for keeping us fans engaged and informed over the past year, especially now that our favorite five are on hiatus and we're in this uncertain space between eras, so to speak. Truly appreciated. You guys have a great chemistry. You really make us feel part of the conversation, which feels great as a listener. I especially appreciate the Australian international perspective. So if you ever want to do an episode about, say, 
international fans from other parts of the world. I know you've obviously got uh, David from Chicago lined up for the American perspective, but I am here to offer you an alternative Canadian perspective if you need me. Uh, we did get the full Steptacular album up here with two tracks from Step 1 slapped onto it for good measure. Anyway, thank you so much for everything. Here's to what the future holds. Thank you so much for all your hard work and much love. Mwah! Aww. Thank you, Rexy Spice. That was so lovely for you to hear. And don't worry, we haven't forgotten the Canadian perspective. So thank you for sending through, um, sending that through to us. We love your support. I would love to research that. Actually. Yeah, yeah, we will actually. We'll we'll get into that and have a look what the steps experience in Canada was because we've done steps. What is it? What was the episode called? <laughs> United Steps of America. That was so long ago. See, I'm old. I forget things. I'd love to, but it's not all about America. It's We've got the Canadians up north, so let's talk about them. Great. And I think Tragedy, like, did, like, not too... I think it charted there, didn't it? We'll, we'll need to research, because <laughs> I can't tell you off the top of my head. So moving on to our one of our last few messages, we're getting towards the tail end of our episode now. We have a message from Jared. So I was out with my friend Brad, who you may know, and we were just chatting about, uh, I don't know, usual things and suddenly steps came up and uh brad asked me if i knew any of their songs and of course the first one i sang was uh five six seven eight and the second one i sang was because you got trouble unbelievable trouble something's gonna happen tonight and he was like what you know this song and then i was like a uh, history was made at night. Close the books, turn out the light, and listen. And uh, light up the world with a secret we keep it. I know you believe in your girl. And uh, what else? What's that song? For? Well, you gotta love. I'm scared of the dark, and when the darkness comes and holds me. Wow, wow, I give your body, keep your body close to mine. And uh, in a million years, do 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 I'll love you for a million years. And uh, yeah, I was just singing all these random hits, um, these many of them B-sides, so just album tracks. And he was pretty impressed. And he said his favorite song was Tragedy. I thought it was cheating because it's it's originally Bee Gees, but they did lots of covers. Um, yeah, so there you go. And I actually um, I am a bit of a Wikipedia editor myself, and uh, one of my many projects has been uh, writing the Wikipedia article on the Light Up the World album um, about a lot of its uh, production and reception. I'm glad that they made an actual comeback many years later because that album was. Um, the sort of album that people make when they are at the end of their career with their, their Christmas albums and their jazz standards and their, their classical pop albums. And I'm glad that they returned to um, contemporary pop. So there you go. A little bit about me. I, I need some of Jared's energy. <laughs> I've known Jared for a few years, but um, I hadn't seen him in a while. And so we were doing that. Oh, what have you been up to since like the last five years? And I was like talking about the podcast and, I was just so fascinated that his first reference was Light Up the World. And then he told me that Trouble in Love was his shower song. Like, you know how like, sometimes you sing in the shower? So, yeah, I did get him to send him in a message. You know what? I hadn't actually listened to that one before we started recording today. So that was the first time I'd heard that. And I am very impressed. So thank you, Jared. You guys know me. Like, I do take my research seriously. And like when he said, oh, yeah, I edited the Wikipedia for Light of the World. I was like, yeah, sure, Jan. But then I looked up the log records for Light of the World. And I went back and I found his profile. Was like it his him? Wikipedia, And it was him. And... Not only that, he actually, um, I, I found this um, really ad adorable. Give me a second. I, found, I actually found like one of his notes about something that he removed. We should have got him on for the Christmas episode. Literally. Yes. He could have just done it. When we do, uh, Jared, when we do a deep dive, proper deep dive on the album track by track of Light Up The World, we're getting you on. Yeah, you can take my spot. Yeah, you can <laughs> take my spot too. <laughs> you and Scott can have a chat. No, but this was his note about the edit because he basically he, review, he removed a positive review of the album and he said, 
in the notes. I really love this album, so as much as it pains me to get rid of this positive review, it is from a non-reliable source. Like, he actually, he's, like, he's a dedicated Wikipedia editor who then actually, like, makes, like, justifications. Yeah, right. So I was really impressed. Wow. Thank you, Jared. Thank you, Jared. That was very, very lovely of you to send that through um, and to show us your steps knowledge. Moving on, we have another voice note from another fan called Lucas. Hey guys, just wanted to send over a congratulations and a happy birthday to the very first Steps Dedicated podcast, Glittering Gold. Now, we're all going to be talking about the Steps musical and I'm sure you guys have got so many opinions on it. I want to know if you could stop one of their singles being included, which one would it be? And which song are you looking forward to the most? Well, can I just say thank you? Another Lucas is another big supporter. And if you, he has an awesome TikTok account. It's Lucas Pop Nostalgia on TikTok. He's got like 15,000 followers and he's always posting like songs from the past and doing like song ranks and you need to check him out on TikTok if you haven't. So shout out Lucas. It has to be in it. I know it's going to be in it. I really would prefer not to see Say You'll Be Mine in the musical. Oh, I actually don't think Say You'll, Mine, Say You'll Be Mine will be in it. it. It probably will be in it because it's so obvious. Like It's like, it's one of the top hits. Yeah, but also it's like a, an obvious like song that would you be used to move the story along. Like one person looks at the other person like, oh, I love you, Say You'll Be Mine kind of thing. Like it's quite obvious it's going to be in there. One song I'm looking forward to the most in the, in the musical is Last Thing On My Mind. Definitely, because I just think that would be great. And also, if they just if something bad happens, please use the song "Tragedy" because it'll just be funny. One song that I could stop in the musical, I it's probably going to be in there. Like "Say You'll Be Mine," it's it's the way you make me feel. Um, it's not not stop it because like if you have to stop something, why not stop that and let's find another way. But I don't hate that song. I just can't think of another song. I mean, maybe Tragedy as well. Maybe Stop Tragedy instead. They might not even be allowed to use Tragedy because it's in the Bee Gees musical. So the song that I don't want, single that I wouldn't want them to use is Hard to Forget. That's easy. (laughs) And and the song that I'm looking forward to the most is One for Sorrow. I'm I'm so interested to see how that song is used in a musical. I can see it in, in a really romantic setting. Or you know what? They could flip it on its head and use it in a completely different scenario. That This is the thing with the musical. We don't know how these songs are going to be used and they could be interpreted into many different ways. On a similar note, I'd love to see Heartbeat. That would be really beautiful. That could be a nice tender moment. Thank you so much for that, Lucas. Um, What a great question. Our next voice note comes from the lovely Nick in Manchester, who I met at VR. Hi, boys. Nick here from Manchester. I want to wish you all a happy first birthday. What a year you have had with the podcast. Shane, it was great meeting you last year in VR at Claire's gig. Keep up the amazing work, and I look forward to more Steps Talk in 2024. Ciao. Thank you so much, Nick. Um, it was so lovely meeting you at VIA last year at Claire's gig. Um, we both were wearing the same shirt. or Well, no, I wasn't wearing that shirt, but I have the same shirt, and it's the Alexa Play Steps shirt. And I said, ah, oh, you've got my shirt. And then we had a chat, and he's like, you're, you know, you're on the podcast. And I said, yeah, I am. And then he proceeded to show a photo of him and Claire that he had gotten 20 minutes before. And I was like, what? Where can I get this? And he's like, oh, I know some people that work here. I'm like, go and introduce me. But that didn't happen, obviously. So um, that's fine. But subsequently, I've been chatting with Nick since then. And we're going to catch up when I go to Manchester later on this year for Girls Aloud. And he is a big fan of the pod and a lovely, lovely human. So thank you so much for sending that birthday message through, Nick. We love you. So, we've come to the last voice note for this episode, and we're heading all the way back down under, but we're heading west side, west coast. The lovely Sean has given us a voice note. Hi team, just a quick message. Congratulations to you all. Thank you so much for season one. It was just brilliant. Your collective love and passion of steps really resonates and is an absolute joy to listen to. Wishing you a big happy birthday here from the west. Thank you, Sean, and a big shout-out. I met Sean last year at the Sugar Babes in Brisbane. He's such an amazing guy, and he is a DJ, and we were talking about the fact that he always tries to 
put Lately into his set list. Oh, I love you, Sean. He loves Lately. So big shout out to Sean. I'm like, knew you would love that, Brad. So big shout. And then if he ever does play steps at a DJ set, I'll wake up in the morning to an Instagram video from him and he's played steps. Sean, add me to your um, close friends. I want to see some of this. (laughs) Um, Sean is... Like all the things you just said, then Scott, he's a DJ and I wake up to the same things, but he's also friends with Dean, Dean Misdale. Dean is uh, another Steps fan who runs the Steps Australia Instagram, uh, sorry, Steps Australia Facebook page with me. And Dean and I met on Twitter back in 2011 when Steps announced they were reuniting and we went and saw the Ultimate Tour together and we were on the second series of the Ultimate Tour, and he's the one we both got interviewed for Blink and You'll Miss It, episode 5, 23 minutes in, I think it is. Dean Misdale, he's a drag performer, he's an artist. He goes by that name, Dean Misdale. He's released a single last year called Celebration. It's available on iTunes to download. He's been in We Will Rock You playing the Killer Queen role, and he's a massive Steps fan. And literally only the other day when they announced the musical, he messaged me, he's like, so, we need to go to London again? <laughs> I was like, yep, we do. And he's good friends with Sean, so... Love, love those boys over in the West. So thank you for your um, your message, Sean, and your birthday wishes to us and your support as well. So that's the episode. So thank you everyone so much again for your support and your messages. Um, we really, really do appreciate it. We love, we've loved hearing them and reading them out and we're so excited to do season two with you and what this year will hold. What does the future hold for us, eh? Um, let's get some plugs in, shall we? So, Here and Now, the musical, is playing from the 9th to the 24th of November at the Alexandra Theatre in Birmingham. For more information, go to thestepsmusical.com. We did touch on the vinyls before at the start of the episode. They are out from the 23rd of this month. So if you want your Steps vinyl, head over to the official Instagram page and follow the links in bio. Um, but also you can check HMV and you can also, in Australia, check JB Hi-Fi as well and stuff like that. To follow us here at Glitter and Gold, you can give us a like, rate or subscribe wherever you get your podcast fix from. And don't forget to follow us at Glitter Steps Pod on Instagram, X and TikTok. Scott, where can they follow you? You can follow me at StepsCollection underscore on Instagram. Brad, where can they follow you? They can follow me at Brad Schmerling on Instagram. And you can follow me at Stepmaster on Instagram and at StepmasterOZ on Instagram. X as well. But that's it, everybody. Thank you so much again. Have a wonderful day and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.